Beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, this morning I'm here to share my past and present experience with you. My past experience in voodoo religion. And my present experience in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I get overwhelmed when I'm called to give my testimony. I look back and front. And then I see the great things that the Lord has done for me. Beloved brothers and sisters, I was not born in a Christian home. I was born in a voodoo shrine. My parents told my story about my birth. That when I was in my mother's womb, Six months. My mom was returning from farm. And it was raining. And she was struck by lightning. Thunder. And uh, in our family, we worship thunder God. And we worship the snake voodoo as well. So the belief was that. The thunder God has earmarked the baby in the womb to become its high priest. So when I was born and I was growing up, I opened my eyes and I saw so many idols around me. And my daddy was the high priest of our family voodoo. So he chose me, he picked me out of 17 siblings. He married three wives and had 17 children. And out of the 17 children, he picked me out to train me to succeed him when he becomes incapacitated and cannot perform anymore. Then I take over from him. And this training continued for 18 good years. But at, 18, at the end of the 18 good years, uh, uh, when my daddy was actually preparing to uh, initiate me, then a miracle happened. One of my cousins who was a Christian walked to me one fine afternoon and said, Brother, you need to believe in Jesus. And I said, what are you talking about? I don't go to church. You're talking about Jesus? Forget it. Then he said, if you believe in Jesus, you will have power. You will be saved. You have life and you have power. And I said, Brother, Forget it. When you're talking about power, we have it in the voodoo religion. We have it in the shrine. What are you talking about? And he said, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. That when you believe, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will receive power. Come and test this power and see. So, out of curiosity, I decided to follow my cousin to his pastor. 
so that I can taste the other power they're talking about. And uh, there is an English adage which says, uh, curiosity kills the cat. So I followed and went to the pastor. The pastor opened the book, preached to me, and he said, you say this words after me. So I did that. Lifted my hands, accepted Jesus, and then he said, gentlemen, you have done the first thing. You have taken the first step. You need to take the second step. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you need to be baptized. I said, what is it? What is it about? What are you talking about? Baptism? He said, yes, I need to dip you into water. And when you come out, you will receive power. I said, okay. So out of curiosity, I followed them to the river. And the pastor prayed, dip me into the river. And when he raised me out of the river, something spectacular happened to me. A light flashed on my face. And I closed my eyes tight and became stiff in the river. And I stood there for some few minutes before I came back to myself. And I walked out. And the pastor asked me, did you see a vision? And I said, no, 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 no. I don't want to yield. I said, no, 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 no vision. He brought me home and uh, they took me to church. And after that, they took me to a convention. I'm just looking for that power to add to the, what I had. I have not truly repented yet. So I'm just following closely to see if I'll get that power indeed. So we went to the convention and there was altar called the pastor preached about the Holy Spirit power. And he said this power supersedes all power. So if anyone needs this power, he should come forward. So I also went forward to the altar, lifted my eye, my, my hands, and they said, close, everybody should close their eyes. I, I closed my eyes. I said, lift up your hands. We lift up our hands and they said, start saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And I started vigorously, vigorously, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And uh, once I was doing that, the pastor said, there are many pastors. They said, the pastors will come and lay hands on you and then you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So I stood there expecting the pastors, one of the pastors to come and pray for me. But to my surprise and utter amazement, no pastor laid hand on me. And uh, out of the blue, I started speaking another language. I started shaking, 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 speaking another language. Uh, in, in my country, I can speak five look different, uh, five local languages, five local languages beside English. So I try to change my turn my tongue to speak one at least one of those five uh, uh, languages, but I couldn't. And I stood there and I was standing, I was standing, I was shaking, I was speaking that tongue. Until my brothers, Christian brothers came and took me back to my city. And after closing, they said, Brother, congratulations, you have received the power of the Holy Ghost. I said, what? Wow. 
They say, yes, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got the power now. And in fact, that day, my false conviction about God has changed. The power entered into me and I from the convention when we went back home, I started preaching Jesus. People were surprised. They said, what? Is that not a guy? Who was in the shrine? What is he talking about? I started preaching Jesus. And persecution arose. Very strong persecution. And being a spiritual baby, I couldn't stand it. So I had to run away from home. And for eight years, I haven't seen my parents. After eight years, I returned home. And I was given a warm reception by my daddy. But I had a, I had a, I had a message for him. I said, after evening meals, I approached him and said, Daddy, I want you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The old man became mad. And he said, look boy, I was in this thing before you were born. You cannot change me. I said, okay, okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. But anytime I visit the old, old man, I preach Jesus to him. Until one day when I was there and uh, he sent my sister to tell me to come home. I said, what? So quickly I went home. And I said, Papa, what's happening? He said, something is happening to me I can't understand. Uh, for about a month and over now, when I sleep, I see a young man, fair-colored, in a white gown, who come and stand by my bed, looking at me. He will not talk. Then he will be there, looking at me. And uh, I use all my powers to drive this gentleman away, but he's still there. That's why I sent for you. Then I said, Papa, that is the man I'm talking to you about. Jesus Christ. If you believe in him, you will not see him again in your dreams, but he will come and live in you. And he said, ah, then you have to, and, and so you have to accept him now. He said, oh, I'm afraid. What is happening to me? I'm afraid I, I was going to die. That's why I sent for you. So whatever you want to do, do it. So quickly, knowing the old man's powers. I mean, I can't do it alone. So I went out and called apostolic pastor, Assemblies of God pastor, Baptist pastor, and called other pastors. Five strong pastors. And I told them something is happening in my house. He said, what? I said, the old man has given up. He said, hey. <laughs> why, why? The old man has given up. Are you sure? I said, you come. The old man said, he wanted to accept Christ. So we came to the house. We preached Christ to my daddy. And he accepted Christ. We took him to the river. We baptized him and brought him back. Then I said, daddy, you have finished the first step. And now you have to take the second step. He said, what is it? I said, 
now you have to surrender your gods to be destroyed. And that is it. Do whatever you want to do with them. They were there before the gentleman was worrying me. They couldn't drive him away. You can do anything you want to do with them. Quickly, the order, the green light was given. So I said, pastors, we have to do that quickly. And we entered the shrine. We brought the gods out. Those in his room, we brought them out. And then we heaped them this level. And I sent for gasoline. Pour it on it. And then I set fire. Standing there watching. And the gods bent to ashes. And then one, some of my uncles came up and said, Hey, you boy. You change your, your daddy. You're going to die. Your daddy is going to die. In seven days, you will die. Seven days pass. The gentleman and his daddy are still alive. One month pass, we are still there. Two months pass, we are still there. Three months pass, we are still there. And, the ma- and then the, and then the, the other uncles and then my siblings, they said, no, there is a power that supersedes what they have in the shrine. So they started coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, as I'm speaking, there is no trace of satanic or voodoo worship in my father's house, in my father's family. Christ has taken over my father's family. And today, we are all worshiping the Lord. And uh, I've seen the love of God. We just sang about the love of God. I preached about the love of God in the first session. I think I, and I was thinking of uh, changing my sermon. But no, I cannot change my sermon. The, la- the song that was sung before I came to stand here has actually inspired me to talk to you about the power of the love of God. And I'm going to quote uh, a, a, a popular a popular. A, 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 a text that we all know. I'm reading from the gospel according to St. John chapter number 3 verses 16 and in John chapter number 3 verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that through him through that the world through him might be saved. Let the saints say amen. My second Quotation is taken from Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 13. I'm reading from Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 13. 
who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. And then the last but not the least is taken from Romans. The book of Romans. Quickly, if you have a copy of the Bible. Kindly turn the pages with me to Romans chapter number 8, verses Verse 29. For whom he for sorry, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Hallelujah. The God this text that I've read. St. John chapter number 3 verses 16 and 17 is a, is a quotation that I cherish so much. And I read it almost every day. Because that scripture has done a great job, a great thing in my life. God extended his love to me when I was in a voodoo religion. Condemned to hell. No hope. There was no hope for me. But one day, God extended his love to me. Through the preaching of the gospel of Christ. And the power of God has pulled me from the voodoo religion into his house to serve him. He has delivered me from the power of Satan and brought me into his house to declare his holy name. This is what the love of God can do. This is more than silver and gold. And Peter said, remember brethren, we have not been saved, saved with gold and silver from our former lives. But we have been saved through the blood of the precious son of God. Beloved brothers and sisters, I am talking to you about the power of the love of God. The power of the love of God is stronger than death. It's stronger than sickness. It's stronger than the power of Satan. Whatever, the, whatever Satan has hold and tight, when the love of God reaches there, it loses the one and set him free. God's power God's power of love has actually liberated me from the shackles of the enemy. And today I am free in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I bring this gospel to you this day. That whatever problem you have, the love of God is here to meet you at the point of your need. And to solve your problems. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son into this world. Not to condemn us but that through him we might be saved. How can a voodoo priest's son be preaching the gospel today? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And I am telling you that you, are, you must count yourself blessed among millions and millions of people under this earth. It's not everybody who wake up in the morning and walk to church. 
it takes the grace of God. It takes the mercies of God. It takes the love of God for somebody to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to church. It is the abundant love of God upon your life that makes you, that kindles your heart and quicken you to go and serve the living God. We must give thanks to the Almighty. Shall we give a round of applause to our Lord Jesus Christ? And Bible says, through his love, he has called us from darkness into the light and the kingdom of his dear son. My conviction is that everyone who is saved from the world into Christ, you have been translated from darkness into light. And when I got converted... God told me, he said, my son, go back to the voodoo people. Preach the gospel to them and bring them into my house. It is risky and very dangerous to go to voodoo areas to preach the gospel. But because God has spoken to me and he said, my son, I'm with you. Don't fear. I go there, preach the gospel and come back alive. They, they, they actually test me with their powers. But because I was once there, and I know their tricks and their powers, I go to them and preach Christ. And they challenge me. And I tell them the story. I tell them my background. You are holding nothing. We worship the actual voodoo. Because we can send snakes. We worship snakes. That is the dangerous, the, the most dangerous uh, 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 voodoo. Snakes. The ancestors went to the bush, catch snake, bring it home, and build a cage, put it there, and they worship. And if they want to destroy, they go there, invoke demonic spirits upon the snakes. And then send the snake out. The snake will go out, bite. You will see that you are beaten by a snake. You turn, the snake is vanished and returned to the cage. Very dangerous. We know, beloved brothers and sisters, Christ has done great things for us. He has delivered us. He has delivered me from these forces of evil. And he has brought me into his house to do what? To preach the gospel to those who are there and bring them to Christ. And that is the work I've been doing. And anytime I go there and they test me with their goals, I tell them, you are kidding I know what you're talking about. Then I preach Christ to them and bring them to Jesus Christ. And they are changing and they are coming to the Lord. I preach in Ghana. I preach in Togo. I preach in Benin. And I preach in Nigeria. I preach in voodoo concentrated areas. Terrible places. But I go there and come back. Because the love of God is upon my life. And the power of the Holy Spirit is always active 
always at work. Anytime I stand to preach, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon my life. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I am bringing them from the darkness to the light, not by my power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And beloved brothers and sisters, before I take my seat, I'm going to challenge you with a special responsibility. You got the light. Don't sit down. Go out. Give it to somebody. Bring them from the darkness to the light. That is your responsibility. Since God has changed my life. Look at Romans chapter number uh, 8 verse, uh, verse uh, number 29 says whom he foreknew he also called and they called him not only to call him and come and sit down but he to translate him. Is that right? For whom he foreknew, foreknew he also uh, foreordained to be conformed into the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Are you there? Praise the Lord. Can I have a man from the church? Yes. Hallelujah. You need to transform. You need to transform. God's ultimate plan for you is to be like Jesus. And when Jesus came, he went about doing good. Can I have a man in the house? <laughs> Jesus didn't sit down. He went about doing what? Huh? He went about preaching. He went about healing. He went about delivering people. So if you are saved, you believe in Jesus and you are saved, you also have to go out and preach the gospel and do good and save people. Is somebody ready in this house to do that? If we are true followers of Jesus Christ, then we have to do the work Jesus did. Can I have another amen in the house? <laughs> and as you do that, you are doing the work of Jesus Christ and you will continue to be, trans to be translated or transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall speak, speak evil against you shall be condemned. This is my conviction. That is why when they cast insinuation on me, I look at them and I say, no, this one will not work. <laughs> because I am no more a man of curse, but a man of blessing. A man of blessing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So no curse, no enchantment, no power of Satan, no demonic, no voodoo, no witchcraft. One day a certain witch doctor challenged my authority. I, tell him, I told him, my friend, you are joking, you are kidding. You don't know. He, he was a strong man, very strong witch doctor. And I told him, you are kidding. He said, gentlemen, you're telling me I'm kidding? I said, yeah, you are kidding. You don't know what you're talking about. Then he came and said, yeah, you? We shall see. I said, we shall see nothing. Only except Christ. Only Christ we shall see. But not your voodoos. He went and tried his powers on me. I stayed in the town preaching the gospel. 
Three days later, the man came up and said, what is the source of your power? Tell me. Because I tried my powers, they couldn't work. I want you to tell me the source of your power. And I preached Christ to him. And he bowed to the Lord. And I baptized him. And the testimony is in that village. If you preach the gospel, you set your heart out to preach the gospel, God will never disappoint you. He will not leave you for the devil to hurt you. He will always protect you. He will always deliver you. And he will make sure you are fully provided for. His power, the powers of heaven are behind those who preach the gospel. Amen. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he said, All power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go and preach the gospel. I am with you always, even unto the end of the, of the world. This morning, I challenge you, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, take the gospel out. And as you take the gospel out, your power will be increasing from day to day, from year in, year out. And you will see the manifestation of the tremendous power of the Holy Spirit upon your life. I will not stop. I will continue to preach the gospel. Even after I return home, I am moving to another village to preach the gospel. And my conviction is very strong. I have that strong conviction that the Lord said he is always with me and he will not leave me nor forsake me. You go out, the devil will identify you as a child of God and he will run away from you and you preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach Jesus died. Preach Jesus resurrection. Preach the ascension of Jesus Christ. And preach the second coming of the Lord. Preach the blood. And the devil is defeated through the blood of Jesus Christ. So preach the blood. Preach the cross. There is power in the cross. And the apostle Paul said, preaching of the cross, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who believe, it is the power of God. So I am preaching the power of God to you this morning. Believe it. And your problems will be solved. Beloved brothers and sisters, you have solution to all your problems. And this morning, I came to tell you that the power of God is in this house to deliver somebody. Am I speaking to somebody in this house? I said the power of God is in this house to deliver somebody. The power of God is here to save somebody. The power of God is here to solve somebody's family problems. You cannot solve it. But you have a savior who is appointed and accredited <laughs> by God Almighty to help you out. May God bless everyone in this house this morning.